welcome to Kardashian, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Hi, Jess. Hi, friend. Hi, Marcy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm sad the weekend's ending. Oh. And, you know, it's, it's Sunday. Uh, but I got a little sun. I got outside a little bit more. Uh, the, I've been trying to just get actual sun yeah. on my body because <laughs> I'm inside uh, truly nonstop through through the week I need much. to. I don't really leave at all. I, n- I Neither do I. I need to really like figure out. I fell off of walks. I was like doing a really good job of walks, but then I kind of swapped that for yoga, like streaming yoga classes, which is great because it still means I move my body. But it also means I that there's no fresh air on my body, right. and I also never see the sun. Uh, yes, so I'm trying it's to like hard because it's getting to that point in summer where it's getting ho- really hot. Right, and now and look, we are obviously a pro mask podcast. Obviously, no but I gotta say, it's like, and I, I was just talking about this today. I I don't know how people in humidity and like really tough weather are doing it because it's like well, five minutes I, with a mask in, in heat. You're like, oh, I gotta say, I believe that a lot of the. I mean, they're not is the answer. Yes, a lot of the uh, we shouldn't have to wear a mask is because it's like, ugh, it's sticky, and it would be it's uncomfortable easier if we didn't have to. It's summer and it's un- it's hot, and you don't want a thing in front of your face. I absolutely get it. There, there's also a killer pandemic going there is on, so. such an American and I'm sure it happens in other parts of the world but it's a very American attitude to be like this doesn't work for me and then to act <laughs> as if that's your choice whether or not we get to have safety in the middle of a pandemic that like it's inconvenient to you like what if it's, we were at war how would you behave would you be like i don't give a shit if people are in our territories like the you know i mean we have a long history of it though you know i mean people have pointed this out before it is about like you know being like well i understand smoking bothers you and is a health problem for you but i want to sit next to you and smoke publicly and <laughs> i will and it's like uh Okay, (laughs) to where the law ended up making it so that you had to stand outside and smoke in the freezing snow eventually because people were like, yeah, I get it, but fuck you. Uh, I want to do this and I don't care that it also goes inside your body. I remember. So this is such a heighten of like, oh, but it's a killer virus. Yeah, I hear you. It doesn't work for me. (laughs) I don't want it to be is the thing and nobody knows for sure. It's like, wait, what do you think? It doesn't matter. I'm just, but I remember speaking of the smoke thing I can remember being in high school and my sister being in college she she's six years older so like yeah that would that would work yeah so we went to a restaurant and she was smoking and someone complained and oh. the lady was like I'm from California and that is illegal because this would have been like the like 2000 no like 98 or something uh. and she was like she couldn't believe and my sister was like that's insane and so rude of her like but that was just like a different world like (laughs) i absolutely i remember like it's i mean this this will date us but i'm sure there's other listeners who it's like i remember the our mcdonald's having a smoking and non-smoking side and not even that long before us it was the funniest one to me is um 
that there was a smoking part of a plane. Yes. <laughs> a tube that you're all in. What, what, what was happening there? That would be like, yeah. Uh, like, can you imagine? It would literally be like if now we had a plane that was like, well, this is the contaminated virus side of the plane. And these people are safe and don't have it. And now let's all fly. Bye bye. I mean, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's happening, I guess. It will right? happen. It will happen. Yeah. yeah. That's basically where we are. But yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, How are you? Guys, we're How's your weekend? We're fun. I I started watching Indian matchmaking. Oh, everyone's talking matchmaker, about this. Matchmaker or whatever. Uh, and it's delightful and great. Netflix? Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, good. It's better than, remember how I was saying you have to watch Skin Decision? Well, I feel like that's actually bad for for anyone to watch because... Oh, you flipped? Yeah, because it's like, oh... Okay, it's still on my list. I hadn't gotten to it yet. Uh, skin Decision is like a... It's Someone was like, my friend Jana said, it's like, oh, it's the new The Swan, but it's not as extreme <laughs> as The Swan. <laughs> but it is like um, Nurse Jamie, who we've seen on television. Yeah, who's been on Kardashians before. She's the best filler lady in the world. Yeah, like the esthetician to the stars, but beyond an esthetician, yeah. really. Yeah, like a... Yeah, and does like a lot of dermal stuff. And then I cannot remember the other beautiful surgeon's name, but but they're like fixing people up. And some of the stories are like really like touching and stuff. But then ultimately you're like, ooh, should I get everything done to my body? And that's not <laughs> a great place to be stuck inside looking at zoom all day like i was just gonna say like i feel like all of us are having such a strange relationship to our face and our bodies right now like in terms of contact in terms of like the way we are seeing ourselves in these cameras but then also kind of disconnected from the neck down like this is probably like the psychological pathings that we're creating like Ugh must be so strange like we're gonna look back and be like remember when we like cared only about our neck and above and then everything <laughs> else just became like a melted ice cream cone <laughs> <laughs> i i really waver from being like i'm un, i'm detached i'm letting my hair grow out i got roots halfway across my head um, you know, like, I'm like, who cares? This is my face. This is what I look like. Like, this kind of zenned out pandemic vibe of, like, you're seeing it. This is me. To being, like, like wait, this show is is the vibe of this, which is, like, so the minute I can, I'm going to go spend 20 grand and get a new <laughs> face. <laughs> Just, like, everything. Fill it. Fill it. I know. I know. I want to look like a Hellraiser. Like, a million needles all in my head yeah. at once. So, I'll say... <laughs> In that way, it's like interesting, but maybe damaging. But Indian matchmaker slash matchmaking, I cannot remember if it's uh, ing or er, but it is more delightful. It also like fascinating to see like that m mysterious world to to us Western non, you know, coming from cultures mm -hmm. that don't do arranged marriages. But it's like, oh, it is not anything different than that patty bitch from Millionaire Matchmaker. <laughs> In fact, it's better because they're not assholes. They just have a shorter timeline. Like, But there's nothing like yeah. maybe back in the day, some people wouldn't see a you know their their future husband or wife. But like that's been like gener a generation ago. Yeah, so it's not the only thing. So it is, does it frame it as a mostly positive? Yeah, like the family matchmaking. <laughs> the only things that are like negative are like there's like a few uh, 
Indian men who their moms are like, you're getting married in November, so you got to figure it out. And they just are like, no, not this one, not that one. You're like, you don't want to get married. You don't yeah. want to get married and you, yeah. you're you not brave enough to tell your, or you told your mom and she's furious and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, it's so complicated. But my sister dated uh, an Indian man in Dubai and, and it got very complicated with his family. Um, Cause it is, it's like it's just a clash of traditions, you know? Yes. It's just a thing we have very little familiarity with. Yeah. It's just Americans or as Westerners. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, there is, like elements of like uh, the caste system and colorism mm-hmm. and stuff so like it is like that's all a part of it too where you're like huh they say things that we are not allowed to say here <laughs> or think huh? or even want to feel that they're there that's that's different <laughs> that's a different jam oh. they're doing a whole different thing okay they're saying what color oh. skin people can have <laughs> and down to very specific shades <laughs> also God. they will oh, say like Lord. i want someone either a little bit older or a little bit younger than me and they're like what does that mean between 28 and 31 <laughs> you're like what that's oh my god the specificity yeah, it's really interesting to know that age 32 would be a turn off is so funny I, well it's just like yeah it is very funny because it's all in abstract because they don't know who the person is at all yeah yeah exactly it's like you're just kind of plucking from the ether anyways because you're like i don't know but it's one big question mark there is an element that's like very when harry met sally you know the the little like vignette interstitials in between scenes like of the older couples who are like when we first met Mm. they have those and all of the couples are charming in different ways uh, like one woman was like my father picked him and I really wished he wouldn't have now I'm stuck with him and you're like oh they're cute and bantering and like he's like laughing yeah. a lot and it's I don't know so like you're like well I guess it's not all. I'm sure it can be bad but uh, the what they're showing us is a very pretty picture which is all reality TV right I mean bless them that's yeah that is the name of the game on reality TV the coolest thing is they have like uh, they use astrology a lot like that means a whole lot like that's oh. actually important and they said it's less important for Americans but like for the people you know who are in America uh, also I should say they're not all specifically from India like some are you know, from Pakistan's ones from Guyana, mm-hmm. like, but like with the idea that that's their heritage. Um, but, um, yeah, that like Americans aren't as into it. And then one person went to a face reader. What's that? It's just someone who looks at your face and is like, Oh, okay. This is what they can like, <laughs> like they would a palm. Oh my God. I've never heard of that. Have you? I've heard of like, Have you heard of that before? I've heard of like a mole reader, like someone oh. who reads moles. <laughs> Oh my god because i think that's yeah that's like an like i can't remember which eastern country that i was reading about but it was like it's an oh east like you know hey if we can look at stars we can look at moles it's yeah i, I my mind is blown because it's like what it is a slippery slope you're like well what is any of it well, what, what about tea tea leaves that's crazy right yeah <laughs> If, if you see something in them, you see something in them. Oh, I'm trying to not say crazy so much, especially considering the topic. I know. It's really challenging. <sighs> I hear myself say it a lot. I know. Well, let's just get into it then, right? Because yeah. 
We should probably... So, the heads up is that this episode does not have a recap. Yeah, sorry, dude. So, we will not be doing a vintage recap. Uh, we've been watching uh, Courtney and Chloe Take Miami um, season two, but we're skipping it this week. Um, there's a lot of news a, to get to. A lot <laughs> happened this week. A lot happened this week. Uh, it felt like just too much. Uh, so we will have that juicy, juicy recap for you. I mean, I'll say next week, but who knows what this next week shall bring. If there is a new news story about Kanye every 14 hours on average, it's really hard to say we're going to watch something from 2010 as if it's important <laughs> in any way. I know, like the gear shifting to like... To like jump back when the immediacy and the yeah the the we are living like right now by the time this goes up on Sunday you guys will be listening to this hopefully on Monday th- what could happen between right this moment and tomorrow morning at the speed that we're moving at and not just what could happen but the conversation the reaction the uh rebuttals Ugh. the people it might involve like it is <laughs> And we've gotten some asks. We should acknowledge this for like emergen- an emergency episode this week. A, I think I'll speak for both of us. It's just a really sensitive topic. And I think it's really important to Marcy and I that we like really are thoughtful about how we have this conversation and like it and not on a high horse kind of way. Like, but mental health means a lot to us. And we talked, spent a long time talking about it. And I think like we don't want to treat it like too knee jerk um, or excited. Um, but also, secondarily, the speed is insane. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, like, it's easier for us to just let this accumulate and move through it as best we can. Yeah. And there's just such a difference from, like, let's say a, a pregnancy announcement or a, mm-hmm. cr- or a crime committed with revenge porn. Those are different <laughs> things entirely because it's not someone's health, future and family like I mean, I guess it yeah. could be, but it's like it's not the same thing as like having someone go through it moment by moment so publicly. No. So and something really like really hit me with this latest episode as we talked about it in last week's our own episode of um this is like a beyond the pale for me, like what has happened and what Kanye the things Kanye is saying and like we'll talk about them, but like it's also about like because I, I, I was saying, um, I was showing Tim that there is a, in People magazine, there is a, a um, rumored sources that, you know, it's an anonymous source that Kim is going to divorce Kanye. And I was saying this is really legitimate because the whole rule is that if it's what, what we talk about, like if it's in People or in Us, that tends to not be, that tends to be a truth teller. But I was like, the whole thing about this is that, like, this is no longer just about a man and his opinions. Like, it has affected a woman and her, like, privacy. And more than any of it, North is like a person who will be alive. And all of us have this horrific piece of information, true or not, to your point last week. Like, a horrible story about her existence on the planet is now common knowledge. And And everyone alive has this, like... This visual that he shared of, like, Kim holding the pills in her hands. It's like, that is such, regardless of his, his condition, or which even, we'll talk about. It's or like, even accuracy. Accuracy. Like, the point is now, it exists in the world, and North exists in the world, and this will 
I mean, I hope we'll all there'll be many more wonderful things that happen and this will fade from people's memory. But it's different than like the children of celebrity have so many strange hurdles and everyone looks at Francis Bean Cobain and knows so much about her dad and her mom and drugs and he killed himself. There's something to me, this line crossed of like a, a woman in the world that's going to grow up and we all have seen her dad scream cry about aborting her. And it's like, I, so it just makes it all that to say like, I, and we, there's so much to, it's important to talk about. And I'm, I'm glad to have my, the big brain of my friend here to parse it with me, <laughs> but it's just harder to the, to the overall point to be like emergency episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, to, to someone's getting wild out there. It's like, no, it's, <laughs> and it's not, and it's not a knock on anybody asking because no. we have the same knee jerk. We're texting as it's happening. It's just that I think, yeah, we feel a responsibility, I think to be like, Okay, and what or what is the thought process of how we're going to talk about also, it? Also, like you know? I think that if anyone has loved ones that have experienced man- manic episodes or whatever, it can be very scary, and yeah. that really has uh, like it. That is something that I've been very conscious of. That like that. <sighs> last week his campaign rally was truly bizarre and but then it got scarier by the moment about what Mm -hmm. he was saying and and there is always uh, you know the case of like self-harm that's always you know and he's talked about that and so it's just out there and it makes me more nervous and like literally scared for this person who like him said is complicated and brilliant and that I happen to like have my own attachment to like, you know, yeah. so it's part of like the, the, the apex of that celebrity is the attachment to it. And that's like, it's a lot, it's really complicated, so if, but I think we're going to try. Yeah, so, so there's, <laughs> there's a world in which people may not know the tweets that he's tweeted. Yes. Yes. So let's see. When did this tweet storm begin? I guess it started on Monday night. Because the rally was Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was not. (laughs) I don't think it was as big of a success as he would have liked it to be. No. The kind of common take was that it was a disaster. Yes. It felt like. And we covered that last week. But yeah. So yeah. He talked about... He talked to, he cried, like screaming, crying, talked about this story of North and, uh, and a lot of different things. Talked about giving, being anti-abortion, but also not giving women a million dollars if they have a baby. Also just, yeah, lot, a, a wide range of topics. Uh, but that was his appearance in South Carolina. North Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. It was in South Carolina. And then, so he starts on Monday night tweeting off a bunch of things. And maybe we caught... Like late, right? Yes. We maybe caught some, but some were deleted by the time we were even aware of them. But some of <laughs> some of them were... Um, let's see. I wish I knew what the first one was. But here's one. It's like, Chris, don't play with me. You and that calm yay are not around... Are not a, sorry. Let me start over. Chris, don't play with me. You and that calm yay are not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. 
everybody knows that the movie Get Out is about me. I put my life on the line for my children that North's mother would never sell her sex tape. I put my life on God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy. And that's on God. I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. And that's one of the first things that I saw. Those are multiple tweets that I read. (laughs) But um, uh, so let's just go ahead and say, are we allowed to laugh at Kamye? <laughs> okay, Kamye is fine. Kamye because he's t- he is talking about because did he even post a picture of? Cr- I don't think so. I think everybody just inferred it. Yes, like I don't know that it was ever like confirmed. I I feel like it was just like everybody put it together that if it's like Chris, you and Kamye, that everybody was like, oh, Corey, <laughs> it's Corey calling Corey Gamble. Kamye is. Kanye doing it is is funny. It is funny. That, just taking that part, just the word Kanye is, is funny. But then all this other like it is like it's so like I mean there's so many more tweets guys, but to break down this part, this is clearly referencing Chris taking photographs of Kim while she did the Playboy shoot which in the storyline of the show is Kim's like very like I don't know if we can do it mom and then you're doing great sweetie that's where that comes from the iconic line the heart perhaps the heart of the whole of the Kardashian empire is rooted in that line so it's a very specific thing for him to be referencing I think I mean he is talking about the nexus of his wife's success in this moment yeah exactly that's how I read it too and I'll tell you what, there are a lot of layers to this and it's crazy. One is that I think it's like sort of misogynistic, not sort of, it's just flat out misogyny. It it absolutely is. Cause it feels like a judgment of, even though he's calling Chris out, it's still a judgment of his. But it's exactly like, yeah. And it's exactly like, sorry, that scene of before this year's Met Gala where he was like, he didn't like him showing so much skin and they got into it. And he was like, well, you're my wife now. I don't like that. And like was um, like slut shaming her. And it was in the show, remember? And she was like, you don't get to be the one to build me up and like and then tear me down. Like you're one of the people who's built me up to be Kim. And it was like about this sort of interesting space that I feel like this falls into about like not now disapproving of Kim's sexuality, disapproving of like this key piece of what makes Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. Also, it was not three. No, it was more than three. But how many years ago was it? I know I was in Palm Springs when I read the article. It, I'm going to say it was four to five years ago that Kanye said for Kim to... Um, deny the world her body would be like Adele not letting the world hear her voice. We know that the story of her selfie book, it, which is tits galore, was that he he encouraged her to do it. It was private selfie she had sent him, and that he was like, "You're yeah." So it was exactly like, "Don't hide your body from the world. Show your body." Yeah. Of course, I understand. Like, I understand the larger point he thinks he's making, and again. I want to preface, like, we're parsing an unwell person. We understand that. Yes. But I do think that, like, it's it's really fascinating still 
to understand what he's saying. And I think it's it's actually fair instead of being dismissive of the points he's trying to make to try to understand what he's getting at. And I do think that it's like, of course, a mother sexualizing her daughter and profiting off the sexualization of her daughter is like a scary hard thing for us to see and accept. And that's, to be honest, the heart of, I think, why the Kardashians are fascinating to us and important. And certainly to me as a woman is because I turn that over and over in my head. And it's why, you know, and and it's I wouldn't have it any other way as like a fan of this family. But it is it is a complicated piece of of especially as any woman thinks of her relationship with her mother or with her body or with her father. You know, it is so weird because it makes me immediately think of Donald and Ivanka Trump. Like they're kind of like my daughter's so beautiful. Look at her body. Like if I were if I weren't her father, she would be my girlfriend. Like that kind of like like. Yeah. Just commodification of your own child sexually. Literal objectification. Like this is a human being that is your child and you have objectified her to the point that you are counting your coins on her tits and ass. Like And I think all of us are fascinated by that and in some respect and the rumor that, you know, she, Chris and Kim were behind the sex tapes being sex tape being sold and like we're never we're (sighs) always gonna be fascinated and titillated by the idea of this like you know, backroom world where Chris Kardashian spun her daughter's sexuality into the greatest empire, the greatest pop empire. I just laughed because I was like making a face and I realized that people can't see it, that I was like, uh, <laughs> do we think that God, yeah, do we Chris think and this Kim, rumor? <laughs> Chris and Kim maybe had something to do with a sex date that came out six months after Paris Hilton, her best, at one time best friend, I, who, and mentor, and had a show called The Simple Life. So do we think that had anything to do with it? But I also think that to your misogyny point, that's it, right? Is it's like we also have to, if you, if I think it is the part that like you have to reconcile or you try to reconcile as like, and as we do with this family, like that may make you uncomfortable or may not be what we imagine we would do as mothers or yeah. as daughters, but do you deny them the right to do it? Do you judge them for it? Do you think they are lesser women or undeserving of the things that they have achieved in their life? And fundamentally, I think we sit on the side of the fence, which is no, and that they are masters of like a realm that they and only they created through sheer will and ingenuity. And so, but that's what I do think like is is so important to hear Kanye driving like a spike through with those tweets is it's like it's not just like haha i'm not letting my daughter post for playboy it's about the like core of everything about kim and chris and the family and what they are most hated on by everyone in the world and that they're like that's kim's husband also like i think a part that really astounds me because he has more like he calls chris uh chris junk (laughs) <laughs> young in or ill i forget which one it is i think it's chris jung in um mm-hmm. he accuses her of white supremacy there's a lot of uh he makes a bunch of references to get out yeah being... but he i've always thought he loved chris so much i thought so too i thought the that's why it was really shocking i think for for people like us is that like 
I think we've all understood, and especially, by the way, this was all timed, this is, and a lot of the kind of narrative is that it's timed with the anniversary of his mom's death, Donda, which we know, like, deeply, deeply affected Kanye still does. And so, and that there is this, like, he's talked before about how, you know, he has, I think, a bit of a void of family and that the Kardashians have, like, enveloped him. And so I have always taken, like, Chris as a kind of, like, surrogate mother to him and, like... I've assumed that there is a deep closeness and love. However, if we go back to the show, the show has given Mm -hmm. us some uh, Easter eggs about this. Let us go back to two seasons ago. Uh, We have Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian West having a little fallout about the Christmas Eve party that Kim Mm. says she wants to host because Kanye's going to do it all. Kanye did it. It wasn't well attended. Um, remember there was, was a lack of lack, a, l- very lackluster. Um, might be we could say the beginning of the end of the fun Christmas parties, and <laughs> then the next year, Kim said we don't want to do it. It's too much on us, and it makes Kanye like you know he went over budget, and it's just like a lot. And yeah. I'm positive there was more behind the scenes of Kanye wanting what Kanye wanted and then having Chris chime in. And I bet Kanye hates that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that party seemed to be like a pivotal thing. Well, and we also know, I mean, there That's probably just an example. Has it doesn't been... matter. That one is... No, like, but yeah, I think... But yeah. Yeah. I think your larger point stands, which is that we know that Kris Jenner shaped Kim, right? She's the 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 momager, the trademark mom- momager. But we also know that once Kanye came into Kim's life, he really shaped her image yes. and re- completely remolded her. And it's been they've been always very vocal about that. And I'm sure, you know, and there's a lot of like laughing at her early days and her early deals and her early like red carpets and the way she dressed and like at the same, I'm sure there could easily be, you know, this sort of almost like tug of war over Kim in a sense, yeah. you know, of who owns her and who shapes her. Because I do think there is a thing. I know Kanye loves Kim deeply, deeply. I never doubt that and vice versa. But I also do think that Kim sometimes is like a symbol for him more than a person, you know, and is like a trophy to attain. And it was like, he's Kanye and he has this insecurity, I feel like, where he doesn't believe that people believe he'll do what he says he's going to do. So it's why he is like so much bravado, so much hubris, but he's always trying to prove I did it. I got it. You didn't believe me, but I did it. I built the thing. I started the clothing line. I made Yeezy. I I topped the charts. I became a billionaire. And sometimes I feel feel like Kim becomes like uh, a rung, you know, where it's like, I got the, I got the hottest chick in the game. I got fucking Kim Kardashian. And that she was like a, a thing to conquer sometimes as opposed to like, a woman. Yeah. And that's like what I think happened in that rally to me is it's like to, to just violate her privacy and the life and rights of her to live in the world and not have moments like that pu- publicized, let alone for North, tells me that there's like a piece of non-humanity. You know what I mean? And how he sees her because or that he puts his ahead of hers is the point. And then to to mix it, we're not even done with the tweets, guys, but I we're know just, there's ju- so we're much. jumping in deep immediately. But the complicated thing is like with bipolar disorder does it mean that he is excused 
from the are those his real thoughts are, right. are, are is that coming from within him and it's something that has nodded him every day or is he in a state where the little seeds that he's heard from other people throughout the years all of a sudden Arrived. mean more than they ever did to him and it's we'll never know that we will never be able to know that and also like i don't think anyone could ever tell me for certain like because no one will know what bipolar disorder is to that man like and we both were talking about this this week we both know people who have very kanye-esque have had like full manic periods in our lives and it's like it truly and, and anyone who knows somebody knows it's like it is a disconnect it is yeah. a different person and it doesn't mean they're not responsible but it's like it a lot of times it and it's the stuff i think i recognize in in the way he's talking it's meant to be hurtful it's meant to push people it's meant to be uh really angering on a level because it's so it's just so manic and and trying to elicit reaction so much but it is and then often and then that person comes out of it and it's like that person returns yeah and like sometimes it could be like a thing that maybe they have pondered upon but like i told you a few years ago someone in our comedy community went through a really rough manic episode and um i like encountered this person on the street late at night and they said to me like i need you to drive me downtown uh, ASAP there's going to be an uprising in the streets I've been letting homeless people live in my apartment and like I really need your help because there's going to be fires there's going to be and uh, it was like very intense and and also it was delusional it wasn't real yeah. and yeah. that can be part of it too and that's like that's what's so hard about this is like like and people um have tweeted like you know that we can have accountability and compassion at the same time but i think it's so complicated to like untwine this shit because it's until he gets help people responsible yeah right okay i'll read some more of these tweets just to, to get through them but yeah uh, so you, yeah, so you said the, the Chris one, um, I put my life on the line for my children that North's mother would never I got that sex one. tape. Yes, yes. You yep. get that. And then, then it, and then it veered into like talking about Shia LaBeouf, uh, and his, uh, Yeezy Gap campaign saying Shia never showed up for the photo shoot. Um, and then the big key thing was that he had said, Kim tried to bring a doctor, uh, to lock me up. Yeah. If I get locked up like Mandela, y'all will know why. I love my wife. My family must live next to me. It's not up to E or NBC anymore. NBC locked up Bill Cosby. Kim was trying to fly to Wyoming with a doctor to lock me up like in the movie Get Out because I cried about saving my daughter's life yesterday. And then it had this like, and then he mentioned the album Donda, which did not come out on Friday, but he said it was going to come out on Friday uh, and then demanded Chris and Kim call me now. I mean, it, that was like the first barrage. That was the thing. Yeah, that's just the first barrage. There's so many, so many. I don't even know if I can find them all anywhere. A lot got deleted too. So for people who like are going to look or weren't tracking this, like what was also sort of like frantic is that they were getting deleted. Um, but then that next morning, if we're following this chronology, that next morning. Uh, then we saw that Dave Chappelle, he was in Wyoming. We knew that Kanye was in Wyoming. 
um, where all this was happening. And it sounded like, if you're following it, it basically sounds like he left the rally, he went to Wyoming, nobody knows who's he's, who he's with in Wyoming. Sounded like Kim had tried to extricate him or arrive with the doctor to no success, it sounds like. Not clear where they landed and that he's there. And so then the next morning, it appears that Dave Chappelle, his longtime friend, visited, but there was no like big news about it. There was just a video of them um, like in, in Wyoming, but clearly like Dave went to go be with him and support him and check in on him. Uh, Dave obviously has his own history of like perceived public meltdown. Um, and just also the intensity of celebrity, and I'm sure, like, had a lot to say. And then, finally, then was there more tweets before Kim's statement? Uh, yes, because there was, like, the whole, let's see if I can find some specifics that, of the white that supremacists. That was one of the white supremacy ones. Yes, um, okay. Let's see. Uh, Chris and Kim put, oh, let's see. Um... This is my lady tweet of the night. Chris Jung Un, Lil Baby, my favorite rapper, but won't do a song with me. Huh. And then, uh, where are the white supremacist ones, though? It's so hard to so find these guys. I apologize. I was, I promised myself that I would um, be organized, and then guess what? I didn't. It's a lot. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Well, I can't find them, Jess, but the other ones are about Meek Mills. Right. And oh, yes, of course. So he tweeted, I've been trying to get divorced since Kim met with Meek at the Waldorf for, quote, prison reform, end quote. Um, sort of alluding to Kim having an affair. Mm-hmm. But then he said that he he has no beef with Meek. Meek was 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 fully respectful to him. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we so, saying then? Also, people like dug up pictures. Kim didn't meet with Meek alone. It was she met. Yeah, it was not at the Waldorf Astoria. No. It was at a different location. There's photo photographic evidence. It's the two of them it's and another lunch woman outside. It's like, and then she left immediately after. Like it wasn't uh, even a thing. Um. So he's like turned against her, and let's see. And then Kim and Chris did put out. I get before actually it was before Kim's statement. He said Chris and Kim put out a statement without my approval. This is not what a wife yeah. should do. White supremacy. Yes, that was it. And, but that was before she put out her. I think once I honestly I think it's what spurred Kim to put out a statement was that yeah. like once she and her mom are like being called um white supremacists. white supremacists oh here's the meek one meek is my man was respectful that's my dog kim was out of line i'm worth five billion dollars and more than that through christ but y'all ain't listened to mj and now y'all believe them talking about why is he i mean i know why but i don't like the bringing up of the bill cosby and the michael jackson <laughs> It's like, but it's that's what you need to align yourself with. But you're right. But that's the same reason he like leans on Trump. He's picking people who are who are divisive and persecuted celebrities in his mind. Yeah, you know. Um, and then Kim put out a statement, 
which I can read. Yeah, read it. It's beautiful, I thought, but it made me cry. Well, she paid, uh, as she many paid of good you money know, for it. So. Paid good money. It was very well written. Yes. As many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one who in their, in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I am very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today, I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions around mental health. Those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless until the member is a, unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard family and friends try. I understand Kanye is subject to criticism because he is, in the, he is a public figure and his actions at times can cause strong opinions and emotions. He is a brilliant but complicated person who on top of the pressures of being an artist and a black man who experienced the painful loss of his mother and has to deal with the pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words at times do not align with his intentions. Living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas, no matter how big or unobtainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius. And as we have all witnessed, many of his biggest dreams have come true. We, as a society, talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we should also give it to the individuals who are living with it in times when they need it the most. I kindly ask that the media and public give us the compassion and empathy that is needed so that we can get through this. Thank you for those who have expressed concern for Kanye's well-being and for your understanding with love and gratitude, Kim Kardashian West. It made me cry. I know. It's rough. It's so rough. It really broke my heart. Because she is trying to both cover him and also mm-hmm. like say don't don't let yourself think that this means all the other stuff is bullshit just because he's having this yeah. you know episode now. It I think it's like a very strong statement of support and also like clarity and it's not full of excuses. I thought it was just like very honest and to the core and loving like just without again like without excusing or you know it just is like that's what you do when I think when you really love somebody is it's like even if I don't stay with this person please have compassion compassion towards this person I love also what spurred it like what made her do that I know. Is it people I mean, were saying this is your fault? The Kardashians oh, did this was. to Kanye. Kanye. Everyone. Oh, it was just like th- you need to go get him. You need to do something about this. This is what. What do you think Hollywood and the Kardashians do to people? And and that part of it made me so fucking sick. I'm so fucking sick. As if this man was well behaved ever. As if he was ever like the kind of person you're like, yep, listen to him. He's always right and nice to people people like it made me so mad it also it robs him of his autonomy absolutely as a grown man in his mid-40s like this idea of like being crushed by the oppressive kardashian machine we've seen that narrative with other partners and other sisters and oh the kardashian curse multiple people this week have brought up the kardashian curse to me and it's like it is to me like so also as those men or those partners like 
that is to me mortifying. Like you are you what this is just a bulldozer like i understand it's an insane vortex of fame but the, uh, those men choose that life they yes. are not held hostage in that they lo- they choose it they pursue those women they have sex with them they have babies with them they are making their life choices with these women yeah. they are not being held hostage and like that conversation it's not that there isn't validity to the like Again, the like oppressive shitstorm of their universe. I cannot imagine what it's like to be inside of it. But you ha- they are adult men. They are responsible for their choices. Kanye is responsible for the life he built with Kim Kardashian, who he ab- rabidly pursued for years. Years. Even when she, she did not she- kidnap Kanye and make him marry her. We've seen him pop up on the show before she even married Chris Humphreys like he was around and we know that that's the narrative that he was pursuing her long before she was single and available and so it's like that it I think it is so and then he had four fucking kids it's not like he was like oh no this has been the worst two years of my life like he's got up like uh, uh, you know, almost like a basketball team full of children with her. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like he's had plenty of time to decide this didn't work for him. And I think like I have no time and no patience for that, that robbing of an adult mental illness and all. Yes. Uh, if he is to, to assume that he has no agency in his wife, the bearer of his four children, is just uh, untrue. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, so so then the week goes on. So we have Dave Chappelle. Uh, we have the Kim uh, statement that they release. Meanwhile, this week, in the midst of all of this, they're filming. They're filming. Keeping up with. They are filming. I cannot. But she's filming with Chloe and Tristan. Mm-hmm. This woman. Oh my. And like, so it was released that Kim, of course, not shockingly, uh, TMZ reported that Kim has decided that none of the Kanye storyline will be, none of the Kanye stuff is going to be on the show. Um, But she was still filming. This week, as Kim Kardashian must have been one of the most shocking, just emotionally taxing, trying weeks of her life. And she's out there filming for next season. I mean, never forget this Bless. woman was robbed, naked, thrown into a bathtub with men, multiple heavily armed men, thought she was going to be raped, thought she was going to be murdered. And she filmed the next day. Oh, my God. She. <laughs> she's so wild. She is. It's it. It is sick. It is sick. It is sick. sick. (laughs) I mean, that's, but that's the point is that none of it's well. And we know that like being billionaires isn't sane. Needing the level of fame that they have is not sane. It's always about like a black hole to fill that is unfillable. Her need to prove work ethic is uh, disturbing. Mm hmm. Agreed. 
But I think it's come up on the show, and I think it's the heart of her Courtney stuff, too. Yeah. You know, is being, like, that's always, I feel like, what Courtney was trying to, in the last couple seasons, like, throw in her face, which is, like, you are not better because you are obsessed with work. Oh, fuck. Do we get what Courtney is saying now? <laughs> I mean... Are we coming around to fucking Courtney. Courtney, that's what this led to. So speaking of, so uh, Kim was filming with Tristan and Chloe and things are very light. Um, She was smiling, very professional focus, but her children were not allowed to be filmed because obviously who wants to be able to document this moment in their, like, you know, whatever they are hearing or not hearing or questions or confusion or like, there's no need to bring them to the public in that way however auntie courtney had them um at balboa island they were like doing a little like staycation good sister throw them in the car get them in the helicopter (laughs) and get out of town they were get out of there they were on a pier we had saint fishing you know, and for anyone who's never been to Balboa, it's like a very sweet little island in Newport Beach, like in the harbor. It's where um, Arrested Development takes place. And it has these like it's just really, really they charming. Have the original uh, frozen banana stand in the pictures. The original. Yeah. The original you frozen can, banana stand. You can see uh, we have <laughs> Penelope and North leading the charge. Courtney and Rain and Saint hold like hand in hand like it's. That is, you know, sometimes I think she's a real bitch to Kim, but that is like a real deal. Like that's a that's family shit there. Like like sister and aunt stuff. Um, That's really great. I was very happy to see that. Um, So Courtney's got the kids out. And then and then meanwhile, um, okay. so then. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. So much. (laughs) It's already almost. We're almost like we're over 45 minutes in. And okay. <laughs> we'll get through the it's last okay. of We this. don't have anything else to talk about other it's than. It's true. So then meanwhile, so Kim is at her statement. She's still filming this week. And then I just saw this. What? That, that Kanye is. So this thing of the actual running for president I think everyone had assumed was done a done deal. Obviously, we're like not even sure if he's okay. Then Sunday night, it, it, TMZ reports that they that his campaign hired a third party vendor called Let the Voters Decide to collect the twenty five hundred signatures at the last minute to make it on the ballot in Illinois, um, and he paid. Uh, like the $30,000 fee. And so he apparently (laughs) is still pushing his election, uh, which feels just surreal to imagine, especially because it's like, uh, he's probably going to miss the deadline in a bunch of other states, but he still has money going into this campaign. Is he paying people to sign this petition so this is it's this is what was confusing to me too it says we're told the group got to work right away deploying 45 people who hit the streets in various parts of the state and racked up enough signatures all in 24 hours the sources say they were paid handsomely for their efforts so this is the people who were getting signatures okay okay uh kanye dished out 10 to 12 dollars per signature and they produced 3,178 okay so do the math that's well over 30k so so that's where he paid the 30k that makes sense 
He paid 30K to get people out knocking on doors in 24 hours to get thousands of I mean, honestly, I would. Fully, <laughs> fully worth. I mean, like, you should pay those people in a pandemic to go get signatures for Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. And 30K to Kanye is truly like a tip on a crazy meal that they have. Do you <laughs> know how hard it would be for me to do that? For me to go get signatures for anything, much less Kanye West running for president? Those people. It- whoever needs a sales force get these people they have the strength and stamina and courage jump to to the street and get these signatures in 24 hours i mean i assume that this presidential bid is not going to come to fruition but as of sunday night he still has uh he still has a campaign consultant Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. still has a team i mean like money what money can buy my god i mean it's Okay. Oh, and then the last we didn't even was talk about the apology yet, though, which came on Friday. Oh, so we're you're, out right. Of order. you're right. You're right. We're out of order. Yeah. So on Friday, though, he did apologize to Kim. He said, I would like yes. to apologize to my wife, Kim, for going public with something that was a private matter. I do. N- I did not cover her like she has covered me to Kim. I want to say, I know I hurt you. Please forgive me. Thank you for always being there for me, which is like we've talked about it many times. She remember when he talked about being like 50 million or like 56 million dollars in debt remember that and she was like that's not accurate and then we fixed (laughs) it didn't we honey like like she has made sure like she took the hit on the on the taylor swift shit she has his back no she one has could ever accuse her of not like, and that's why this week when people are like, she, she this is all for fault and she should do it. It's like this woman is one married to one of the most com- hardest, I'm sure hardest people in the world to live with because mm-hmm. you had to live in a white castle, <laughs> not mm-hmm. the, not the tiny, yeah, the actual house, not the tiny burgers. <laughs> if it were the tiny burgers, it's totally different. Your house is like a strange white concrete museum. Yes, it's <laughs> with like, like a, angled sinks. You literally live in a tomb. <laughs> you have to care about sinks a lot. Also, you have to like pretend like they work when someone asks you about them, <laughs> and we clearly see them overflowing, like. <laughs> I mean, it's just a lot. They're a lot. They're a lot. Uh, but I definitely don't subscribe to the idea that I, it's and it's. I know that there are listeners right now who disagree with us. I think we we are obviously we support Kim a lot on this podcast. I understand that their union is complicated. It's complicated for different communities, and I get it. I think it's just that uh, as I see it, I see her as supporting him a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. But, yeah. but what happens now, Jess? I don't know how this. How does? I'll tell you the truth. What I think, and Ooh, when I saw I'm that, getting people, I got a real gander at some tits, y'all. Oh, did you? <laughs> I'm wearing my bathing suit. Sorry, I came from my parents' house. I didn't see real ones, but I just got some cleavage. <laughs> this, I got zoomed in on some. Oh yeah, look, yeah, that really shows a bit. Whoops. Um, you leaned right into it too. <laughs> I had to readjust. It's good to remember because I do that a lot during meetings. Just you're um, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really I gotta get my leg up. Yeah. Um, I when I saw the like anonymous sources people story about her divorcing him, I was like, oh, I think she might. 
for the first time ever, I was like, this is just my opinion mm. and it's divisive, but I really think this might be maybe not right away, but I, I think she might leave him. I really think so. who that's, I, that's what I, the feeling I have in my gut. I have a question for you. Who okay. do you think has the relationship with people? Do you think it's Kim directly? Who's the sources, you mean? Who calls people? I think that that, when I read that article, I read it as like a Chris slash Kim approved. The way that it's written is that it is like, I don't think that ends up in people unless it is signed off on by Jenner Communications. I feel like you got it right with the Jenner part. Yeah. I think this is a shots fired. This is a warning Mm -hmm. shot. And I don't know that it's fully Kim. I think it's just like they have to at some point circle the wagons around this empire. And like, I think that like the things he tweeted and have, has said in the span of this week are just that's it. I think it's a tipping point. And again, mm. to your point, it may not last, but I think that they well, haven't ever well, like put the, put out a thing like that. Well, let me be clear what I think my theory is on this is that it's not a Kim statement. It is a Chris statement. It is a Chris statement. It's a get your fucking act together, dude. I hear you. But I don't but know I also that think it's, Kim yeah. is signed off on it. Maybe. I think Kim, whether she agrees, I don't think that goes up without Kim also being yeah. like, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe for the first time, maybe, maybe I really do. She has you. to just fucking keep doing this. It just keeps happening. Why? God, it's got to take years. I cannot imagine how tiring. Do you know and like how many painful. extra needles have to go into that woman's face every <laughs> time something like this happens? So many needles. By the way, just a reminder, we're in a pandemic. There's a killer virus on the loose. We're in the middle of a civil uprising. It's like this is so much for oh just a family they're also just people and you know they have a lot of money they're not like living lives like us but this is so much and we're God. not even done jess because I yesterday <laughs> he went to the emergency room in cody wyoming and stayed there for approximately 10 minutes <laughs> then an ambulance followed him back to his ranch and they left without him as you see the ambulance in a picture and he is riding off into the sunset on an ATV. What in the ever living fuck <laughs> is happening out there? It is truly an iconic image. None again, none of this is funny in the in the sense that we are laughing at anyone's health, but it's like the perfect coda to a week like this. It's a shot of an ambulance driving one way and Kanye driving towards the sunset, like you said, on an ATV the other way. And it is like, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Nope. Keep trying. You're not going to get him. It's not happening. I mean, and look, for people who are like, why can't they lock him up? Why can't they? It's like, if he's not danger, is he, if he's not in danger of harming himself or someone else, there's not a lot you can do. You can't just be like that person's being weird. That billionaire's being really strange right now. It's like, it's the hardest part of, of mental illness. And the idea it's like actually the great flattener, I think in terms of like celebrity and non-celebrity is it doesn't matter is it's like the people that Marcy and I have known who've struggled with it. Like, if you do not seek help, it's like, and you have not hit a certain level of like threat, you are, you're, you're just out there yeah. and it's really scary. It's why it's so scary for the friends and family 
and the people who love these people is because you just have to hope that it, it's all bad options. Yeah. Other than getting better on your own. And uh, but one of my the likelihood is so slim. One of my dear friends who has been into inpatient uh, treatment multiple times uh, said that the tough thing about bipolar disorder is. Well, the good thing is it's very manageable when people get on medication. However, mm. people with bipolar disorder are least likely to want to be on medication because it takes away a part of themselves that they really enjoy, which is the mania. Because I'm sure it feels like doing whatever fun drug, you know, the, like I'm sure those highs feel incredible. And I've seen people on them. I'm like, they're having the best time. And I think in the case of a Kanye, it's also the root. We hear oftentimes that it's the root of a lot of his most creative stretches, I think, you know, or as he sees them, his most like successful, creative, inventive uh, parts of his brain stem from this. So it's like a fear, that constant fear and that kind of, I think, like sometimes myth about medication that it flattens you you know if you're creative yeah i think it's just like not wanting to be at a baseline like not to be like like because i don't because i'm on medication and like i don't think it's changed my personality i don't have bipolar disorder um (laughs) i major depressive hello but it for me it doesn't change my personality because i always thought it might uh, it just sort of like makes me be able to process easier. Now, I don't know. I don't know how that relates to people with bipolar disorder, but I do imagine that it's something along the lines of like, yeah, you feel like a normal person all the time now. And that's kind of more boring. It's boringer. Yeah. It's boringer. Yeah, it's boringer. <laughs> it is boringer. <laughs> I'm sure it is, especially if you're used to living like one of the most exceptional lives on planet Earth. Also, you know, with <sighs> the most beautiful, talented, interesting, successful people alive on the planet. I'm sure you're not in a huge rush to like, and you achieved a thing that 0.00001% of humanity can ever fathom. I'm sure you're pretty freaked out at the idea of like changing your brain. Yeah. You know, I, I understand that, but it's like, at what point, at what collateral damage? And like, again, my biggest thing is that like, if a person like Kanye doesn't want to take medication and doesn't want to change and, and needs these highs and these lows to to live the way he needs to live and as a creative, as an artist, as all the things, that is his prerogative. But he married a person yes. and had children and brought four people into the world. And like that becomes to me like a, his his decisions, his choices, his lack of action, whatever that is like. And again, it's not a finger wag. It's just like it's clearly very complicated. But it's like you see in a week like this that it's like it's not about a guy who's just like doing living how he needs to live. It's about the other lives that you brought into that orbit. Also, I think the bigger I mean, not bigger, but the trigger for him that he is has a really hard time with figuring out is when he's working like this and not sleeping, that is it. That is what that's what set him off on that tour. That is what when he's coming out with albums, when he is working like this, he get, this is what happens. He's not he's like yeah. probably running on steam. Uh, he looks like in the pictures of him at the hospital, he looks very like hollow and frail. Like he doesn't look like Kanye. Like, well, and I think that this thing happens a lot. I, I last, last night I watched 
I had not finished it. I'd seen part of it before, but the Whitney Houston documentary that came out a couple of years ago, <clears throat> it's called Whitney. Don't watch it on a Saturday night, guys. It's very sad. <laughs> very deeply sad. You know the ending. But there's a lot of overlap in terms of like, and just the larger conversation about celebrity, about the pressure of black celebrity. Uh, when you are forwarding, I think like perceived as forwarding the progress of like an entire people, uh, the pressure that sits on you. And I think also like where you also are able to achieve when you are hollow, when you are not well and you are still achieving, you are still making money hand over fist and it reinforces. And that's very much like Whitney's story is it's like she's a full drug addict. But she can walk out and sing the Star Spangled Banner and it's the best version that has ever been recorded in human history. And you begin this to believe a narrative that does not sustain that you are superhuman, yeah. you know, and you are only surrounded by people who you pay and who tell you exactly what you want to hear. And you push the people who don't do that further and further away. And there's so many stories like this. But I think it's like... It was really making me think of Kanye so much and just like that you start functioning, you're falling apart publicly. And like for Whitney, it's like that interview, the famous like crack is whack interview. It's like there was no need to do that. They put her on fucking date or not dateline or whatever. You know, they put her across from Diane Sawyer and it was a train wreck. It was an unwell woman and it became a joke. She became an absolute punchline. And when she was absolutely on death's door because publicists and people had money and she had a really expensive record contract that they wanted her to finish. And it's like, anyways, I, it reminded me a lot and there's a lot of pain in these stories. Cause you see like that they've reinforced, there's a reinforcing narrative that you can still function when you are like to your, to use your word, like hollow and that you can still achieve and support this like empire yeah that you are functional in a way that only you and a few select few humans alive like you are an alien you know yeah i so medical help and professional and all the things that we know help so many people you, i think you probably believe doesn't help you or because you're not like other people yeah you're living a different life how could that affect you? Yeah. <laughs> there's no research for like, there's not a big research study for billionaire rappers who are bipolar. No. <laughs> and what medication is best for them. I mean, the best you got is like a Richard Dreyfus, Dreyfus, Dreyfus? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Carrie um, Fisher, it, like those yeah. two people who... Uh, struggled and still struggled 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 for a long time um so i don't know what the answer is i'll i also want to say before we like wrap out the kanye portion of this this so far over an hour um is that like we're not absolving him because he has mental illness we're saying no. it is more complex he has very problematic views he has problematic views about women he has problematic views about like his own race uh ideas and what and like all the like slavery here it's like it's all very hard to digest and i do not co-sign it and it is bad no not a fan not a fan of it and then there's another layer of like i don't know how i don't know how much is like yeah i don't know where in the scales we tip or he tips between like is that really authentically him 
or is yeah. that a person in crisis and extreme paranoia and possibly delusion? I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it, to me, it's just important to parse it. Cause it's, it's a really important piece of like what's happening culturally and like, not just to him, to a lot of people. Um, I will say the misogyny yeah. and shit though. That is a through line every day in his life. So that's yeah. not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not into Kanye <laughs> at this point. I wish him the best. I desperately hope he's okay. I want Kim to be okay. For me, as of am I a fan? I'm. I'm. That is no longer on the table. Um, I also just feel like it's now moved into a different realm altogether. Of yes, like absolutely. Public figure in crisis. Um, no, and. And it's interesting. Now, at the beginning of the pandemic, I did float something out there that maybe we maybe we do have to separate the artist from the art because we're going to run out of it. And (laughs) I may have to watch a Woody Allen film at some point. Well, yeah, just as this drags on, we're going to have to veer into cancel culture. Honestly, I was just like, I kind of want to listen to a Michael Jackson song and sure, watching, oh my God. And watching the Cosby show. Yeah, that's going to bring you some comfort sometimes. By the end of spring 2021, we're like full Miramax Film Festival interspersed with Louis episodes. I mean, and I can still hold all of those people accountable and say, hey, I kind of kind of maybe cheer up a little bit um <laughs> i think you're right we're running out everybody get ready to Trust dip me. into cancel culture i work in television and i think i mean we're writing we're we're gonna have stuff ready to shoot i just don't know when literally they're gonna be able to people keep trying just, like they started shooting i forget what show it was and then they're like like a week into the, like shut it down people are getting sick it's just like what are you gonna oh, do oh yeah i just heard of a show shooting in I can't re- like just a regular sitcom shooting in new zealand just because you can't oh yes yes <laughs> but then we'll of course send you know we'll get all of poor perfect new zealand with their beautiful well, gorgeous prime minister there, we're gonna get them sick there are some shows shooting in vancouver right now because i have a friend that just mm. went out uh but they have like a very strict quarantine and like they kind of have their they have it handled <gasps> they have it handled so a lot of places do yeah but i will say this. my sister's in dubai and she's like it's really nice yeah things are opening up seeing friends and i'm like Awesome. Cool. Oh, that's, that's really, wow, that's really cool. So your country's handled it. Good. Awesome. Yeah, but awesome. I'm just going to say, get ready to rewatch The Office for an eighth time this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to power through. Let's just pick and choose the rest of these family headlines. Oh my they gosh. feel I think, irrelevant on some point. No, on some level. you are incorrect. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> How did we miss this Larsa thing? We fucking missed it, Jess. Because, okay, no, we talked about it because we were having deja vu and like this happened already. You mean not the Tristan part, but the unfollowing. Yeah, we knew that part, but this part of it being that there are, so someone tweets, um, I think it's Kiyashi Warrior, she shout out. shout out thank you she tweets okay so the only thing i peep from that man's rant i assume this is kanye's uh is that larsa pippen slept with tristan but didn't get dragged like jordan did because he kissed her 
You dust buckets keep your <laughs> you <laughs> you dust oh, buckets ke- kept your mouths closed and just unfollowed that white woman and literally tried to destroy Jordan. And is Larsa the white woman? Yes, I believe Larsa okay. is the white woman. And then Larsa the next day says oh yes Larsa's is great on the instagram on the instagram story instagram she says i woke up this morning blessed and see that everybody is focused on who i am following and who i'm not following on social media i am focused on my children my new fitness brand god bless get it larsa get it larsa plug plug larsa pippin fitness and my relationships in real life praying that everybody finds peace in their own lives and focuses and focus on what brings them happiness. A classic Chloe oh, Kardashian response. So here was the <laughs> wait. So here was the the tweet that this uh, uh, woman was refer or this person on Twitter was referring to is Kanye tweeted, "Come and get me." The next one is Larsa with a with the emoji who's got his uh, hmm, and then in yeah. Jesus' name, no more cap Drake. Hmm? alluding to drake and kim so so people are putting together that that is about jordan that is about tristan and jordan woods liked this tweet that's the capper sort of co-signing it jordan like heard round the world wow the power the red table power of jordan I love it. I love, God, I love that we live in an era where the, like, just, uh, uh, those are my, maybe my new favorite stories when it's just like, is, oh, I love the power of a little like uh, what you're telling do, and that they know they're telling. Do you think that Larsa ha- had an affair with Tristan as well? I mean, here's what we know. Lars, er, Tristan's a dog. You know, like we know that, and like maybe reformed, maybe back in good graces. Who knows? But we saw footage. Mm-hmm. We know. We it is all the receipts are there. Mm-hmm. And Larsa is stupid as hell. I mean, we know Larsa sucks. The few times they like foisted a storyline on her on like the girls trip weekend, it was like, get her out of here. The camping episode, that was Larsa too, they, right? But Ugh, they, I think they had are, they knew they were burning her then. So, yes, but she, they, she does suck. So she sucks. I mean, so let's say hypothetically, Tristan and Larsa had an affair and so did Jordan and uh, Tristan and the Jordan thing was a huge blowout and the Larsa thing was quiet do we have any theories as to why I do I mean I do okay go ahead. <laughs> just that Larsa has kids oh interesting and their kids are probably in the same circle and like I think that's all yes. there is to it uh, I think that's really smart I support that <laughs> I think that's I think that's smart. Jordan um, is a free agent, so there was no protecting her. They didn't have to worry about any of the fallout other than Kylie, and Kylie was like, "That's eh, fine." <laughs> I do think Kylie's like mm, better for me. <laughs> Honestly, she's getting too big for her britches anyway. Stassi, you're yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, and Stassi up. <laughs> that was my attempt at sports, <laughs> sounding like Stassi a Stassi up. <laughs> Stassi up to I got nervous to say plate or base and I was like <laughs> I why, don't don't you why don't you try bat why don't you try bat 
<laughs> and now we know why I didn't say it. <laughs> God damn it. So on the, in that same vein, so we know the, the, the great reconciliation was sort of, you know, teased out with a whimper between Chloe and Tristan over the last couple weeks. We know we've been talking about it all damn summer, guys and spring. Um, and so an interesting so so obviously they're shooting together. We know that Tristan and Chloe have been quarantining together. And this week, Tristan put his house on the market. He has a separate eight point five eight point five million dollar house in Encino that he's had as long as he and Chloe have been together that he just put on the market. Um, so, of course, everybody assumed that that means he's moving in, moving in with his fiance, I, one Chloe Kardashian. I mean, there is really no way to know until the show premieres. We just won't know. We just won't know. But, um, you know, looks like the it looks like the puzzle pieces are all kind of aligning. Um, and then I think, oh, this was interesting. This Meg, Meg the Stallion story. Um, we tried to cover it last week. <laughs> it, I did my best. Um, and there was... Well, and, and to, I'll just say why we couldn't cover it. And a lot right. of people have been talking about this. It's because the media did not cover this woman who was shot. Who was... Yeah. Who... Someone... I mean, maybe he wasn't trying to kill her, but that is assault with a deadly weapon and no and people were making jokes about this woman and and like and we couldn't find the information we just literally couldn't find it and we were very confused because i know the song savage and i don't like i'm an old white woman and so i don't know music anymore and i'm like billy joel and like so we didn't i didn't know enough about this and i feel really bad because it does it is to the point of like all this black lives matter and that like this black woman had someone do something fucking terrible tr- maybe try to kill her maybe just like m- like you know maim her yeah. but no one covered it and people on twitter were just making jokes so it was kind of hard to get to what was it this. was it was like it, and so it became a thing this week because you know people were joking about it and like chrissy teigen issued an apology and like other celebrities kind of because because Meg put up a post that basically was like said as much, which was like, hey, I know this is like another messy story for you guys of just some faraway person's life. But like I'm like a horrible basically saying like a horrible thing happened to me. Yeah. And like and to what you're saying, Marcy, and people were posting about this like, yeah, this is a major pop star. You have white teens all across all across the world, like singing and dancing and making TikToks to her music. And she gets shot and she's a joke and everyone is laughing at her and about it and it's like and good for her for speaking up about it um and acknowledging that disparity and that like and and treating her like a non-person um so yeah so basically one of the pieces that i i didn't track that well was the kylie piece of it all and so what it sounds like was that the three of them that there had been this like hanging out day that we talked about with like Meg, Meg's there, Kylie's there, and then Tori Lanes, who's another rapper, and there's like an Instagram live of them at a pool party together, and then we know that this shooting happened later in the night when Kylie was not there at like four in the morning in the Hollywood Hills inside of this car, and it's like a woman, this guy Tori Lanes, and Meg, um, where she was shot in the foot and had to get surgery. 
Um, and then Tory Lanes was arrested for as a felon for the felony for carrying a concealed weapon. So this week, um, oh god, I'm gonna lose it now. Um, this week basically came out this. Oh yeah, so this was the tweet that she put out that people it did make people like really reflect. She was like, "Black women are so unprotected, and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own." It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life, and I'm and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. Um, but basically, let me see if I can actually find the story. But it, what I, I wasn't, I didn't know enough about like the, the Kylie piece of it. And during a recent interview this week, um, Adam 22, I don't know. I'll, who he is, I'll look he it up. Them. <laughs> he, he shed some light and it did involve Kylie. And this is all gossip. He said, Oh, on Adam 22 is a podcaster. Okay. Keep going. Okay. On, <laughs> this is a hot, on hot 97, uh-huh. the famed hip hop radio station out of New York in an interview um, it's basically implies that Tory Lanez might have shot Meg over a fight about Kylie so he says that a few trusted sources informed him that uh, the incident started after Tory gave Kylie too much attention so he says what I'm hearing my version that I've heard from my trusted sources is that Megan and Tory have been fucking they've been chilling they go to this house party Kylie Jenner is there I heard depending on who you want to ask they do either Tory was showing too much attention to Kylie or Kylie was showing too much attention to Tory either way Meg did not appreciate it Meg maybe at this point in her career has a little bit of an ego she's feeling herself and she feels like she doesn't have to deal with any disrespect uh, they got into a fight that was bad. I heard she was shitting on him. It was really bad. So basically implying, which I think is... I hate still, this guy. to your point... I hate this guy. I mean, I hate again... This guy. You didn't like, even read the part, because I know you didn't want to, where it says Meg was violating his ass. Like, it makes yeah. it sound like, oh, she's a fucking bitch who, you know... But, like, and she I has an like, ego because are... she doesn't want someone to be disrespectful? Fuck this guy. And also, like, what is the story of, like, pitting these two... Who, I don't know him. I know people know him, but like these are two of the most successful famous women currently alive. And this idea of like it is so classic to me this idea of like here she has been so transparent been like, "Hey, I was shot and no one cared." Hey, fuck you guys. And then literally this guy gets on the radio and it's like, "Yeah, they were fighting over him." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know how girls get about a boy. Uh, and it's like Fuck you. Everyone's Even if disgusting. there was some kernel of truth to it, it's like. How about not you, say it out your these men, stupid, rotten mouth? These men Ugh. wish. They dream of a Kylie. They dream of a Meg. These are the hottest, most successful. Like, anyways, I just was like, I needed to give full context because I felt like I had tried to tell this story last week and didn't do it. Um, <sighs> it's, I think. God, is that all? The only other thing is that Kylie bought Stormy a $200,000 pony. That's a funny one to end on. And Kylie bought a pony. A $200,000 pony for a toddler. She bought it from the Netherlands. And uh, so it had to get to, they named the pony Frozen. Uh, A source with, quote, knowledge of the deal. Uh, shipped frozen from the Netherlands. Netherlands costs like 10 grand. Uh, and since frozen is coming from Europe during the pandemic, he, he has to quarantine. Uh, so he's in his 14 day isolation. At an Airbnb in Calabasas. <laughs> he's the real owner of that mystery mansion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kylie Jenner. So, 
sucks so hard. She is on the bottom of the list this summer. She's fucking Just Marie the- Antoinette over there. I mean, uh, hi, I, and hi, could I look more out of touch? I All I do is buy purses and ponies. She used <laughs> to, like, have the kernel of a good heart, too. Oh, she sucks so bad. You know what, Courtney? You're up in a number. Oh, Courtney, she, you're up at plate. I think, Courtney, <laughs> you're up at the... Up in the bats. <laughs> You're in the rafters. No, Courtney, I think right now is leading the charge for me with the Kardashians just for being the only decent, followed by Rob Kardashian. <laughs> I, I, who could have imagined that we would be 2021, we're four months into a pandemic, and here we are touting Rob and Courtney? I'm taking Kim out of it. She has some personal business to attend to right she's, now. So she's, she doesn't, she's not rating. Yeah. She's not on the chart. Um, it's, we didn't even was, talk about what the the Chris of it all too with everything. It's just that, yeah, Chris is a bad person. <laughs> of course, guys. Yeah, she's made so much money off her daughters. Yes, yeah, she's. Of course, Kanye can be off like like saying stuff that is delusional, and also Chris can be bad and kind of use their family. I think that's exactly to come full circle what we were trying to say at the beginning about the like playboy of it all is it's like it's cutting into the core of the family and and Chris and Kim as women in the world and what they built and also we're the first to admit that like the deals with the devil that this family has made it's like there is this comeuppance feeling which obviously I don't feel is true but it is this thing of like they these people have sold a lot to the world you know given away a lot and we saw how Chris acted when Kylie was sick she was just like how dare Kylie be sick right now like Chris is not there for that bullshit no and like the and also I, I think it is we say this a lot, we harp on it a lot, but it's about also and, and it's why I thought the language Kim used in her statement was important, but like this family also doesn't walk the walk when it comes to mental health and, and and really like embracing and maybe that's changing, but historically if you watch the show, like there is a lot of judgment about uh-huh. therapy and medication and a lot of the traditional uh, successful approaches to mental health. And so it's like, I think we're watching like a really gnarly storm of Bruin. Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Kylie Jenner was off by a few years when she said this is the year of realizing stuff, because I really do believe that 2020 is a year of a lot of truths being told and a lot of like eyes being opened and it is going to be painful for a lot of people and it is happening like we are seeing it in real time in every facet of life i couldn't agree more i think there's something heartbreaking and cleansing and fulfilling and also like it's just it's I think the biggest takeaway from all of it, celebrity, all of our lives is like this trains to your point, like this trains going Mm -hmm. like there's not really I think a lot of it is not as much about like your choice in the matter as much as like institutions are crumbling, cities are burning, disease is running wild, culture is divided. Like we're just, you know, you got to get we're moving forward into something. Um and I, yeah, I think we're, we're really like this feels so strangely part of it all and connected. And like the way this family, the whole point of this podcast, and we've said it so many times, is that this family sits at the intersection of the entirety of like 
American culture. Yeah. Uh, and like whether it's that the, these women and their orbit embrace sports, fashion, beauty, family, music, <laughs> every religion, every piece, religion, mental health, um, um, motherhood, body image, um, death, trans issues, homosexuality, like. The, I I dare you to find a topic that doesn't intersect or a, or a you know a form of entertainment a form of escapism like there and that's why we have always talked about why why we do this why we have the podcast and I think like to to believe that what's happening in this family right now is disconnected from the world is is a mistake like it is a it is a reflection and a mirror uh, and that's why. That's why we keep showing up here every week. Right, my friend? That's that's it, baby. <laughs> that is it. That is why we record till 10 p.m. on a school night. And we're still going to wake up at, on our little morning. We're going to look at our little phones. And guess what, guys? Something else. A whole, a whole new thing is going to have happen. You know Saint's it. Saint's going to come out with a statement against both of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to like, we're going to see some like, uh, yeah, anyways. I won't, I never mind. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. Um, okay, guys. Well, next week, that we did it. We didn't need no recap. God, no. Um, I knew we weren't going to have time. We you were very right. <laughs> We we got through it. Um, we'll continue covering the story as it unfolds. Your reporters on the ground, Marcy and Jess. We will also continue covering um, Courtney and Chloe take Miami. Uh, we've been watching it on Hulu. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Um, you watch your vids. Uh, we release new episodes every Monday. Check out our website, Kardashianit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page. Email us at Kardashianit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye.